welcome to Cassandra Explains It All, a podcast where we take a magnifying glass to all of our treasures from the past. Okay, perfect. Okay. So today I have a guest, Allie from Notable Nostalgia. Hey, Allie. Oh, hey. Good to be <laughs> oh, here. hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're going to be surprised of my feelings on this episode. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like i know Uh-oh. it's a huge fan favorite i mean it's <laughs> it's fine it's uh-huh. not it's nothing to write home about right i mean <laughs> uh i mean it's top five for me okay it's just one of my favorites and i think i think it's more nostalgia than anything so but, okay um yeah see, can, i don't yeah. i don't remember this one as much like at all um I thought I knew like every Pete and Pete episode pretty well and I remembered the entire series but I'm starting to question that because when I rewatched this I was like mm, okay I don't remember any no. of this <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's it's a weird episode because it's 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 very centered at one one location and like just one theme like there's no there's no side stories or anything like that going on like you are you are tuned into this one one thing that's happening so yeah exactly um, yeah we're doing field of pete so there's some crazy numerology going on everybody (laughs) i just want everybody to get their tinfoil hats ready because this is season two (laughs) episode two and which is already crazy enough but then on top of it i found (laughs) i found out that it aired on september 11th which is also crazy and then mm. also there's like an AV club article about this. And yeah, she's great. Yeah. I pulled a quote from it cause I loved it so much. Mara, I guess is her name, Mara Eakin. Um, yeah. But she had posted it on 11, 11, 11 at 2 PM. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the, the number 23. Exactly. Just nonsense. <laughs> well i'm just sorry but these are a lot of weird numbers i mean not actually weird but yeah yeah anyway so that was the most exciting part about this episode for me (laughs) oh no yeah Um, well i do like the set design a lot like you mentioned it's all shot in one space or just at a baseball field um with what looks like a concession stand next to it the whole time in some bleachers and that's that's really about it oh in a parking lot I mean, they do really well. Like you don't ever realize you're only in one spot. It doesn't feel trapped in. I do have some complaints about the episode though, but play um, the first little bit of Big Pete. Cool. The seasons of the year, they come and go. Continents drift, ice caps melt, entire species disappear. Everything is always changing on this planet. Everything but the game I love, baseball. Unfortunately, my love of the game had never translated into a winning record, but all that was about to change. This year I was playing for a new manager, Mr. Ed Barons. Okay, so is this guy somebody? No, he is a one-time character. Okay, I can't, yeah, I couldn't find anything on him. I'm just like, he's amazing. Uh, okay. <laughs> he's he's incredible. He does not have to give the performance he did for for this and the only other known role i know him in is a very short um appearance in the movie planes trains and automobiles oh okay wow this guy should have been on lifetime he really 
<laughs> act. I mean, he would have been a great lifetime villain dad. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. It's so great. Um, I, he's incredible. Like I love his performance in this and like, I love how serious he takes it and something about season two, Pete and Pete, like they just get some of the best one-off character actors. It's incredible. Yeah. It, so Mr. Marin's right. He's the coach. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and he coaches from his car, which is baller, baller move. <laughs> he's like winning feels great. How do you know if you're destined to go through life with this branded on your forehead or if you're destined for greater things? I found out in our very first game when we took on the dreaded bacon barn. Analyze the variables, make the right adjustments, and we did the rest. Winning felt better than anything I could have dreamed of. It tasted better, too. The slush shack had a deal with the league. In exchange for their billboard, they gave away free slushies to the winners of all the games. We were in slushy paradise. Perfect. <laughs> um, so the, the probably my favorite thing of this entire episode is the team name, uh, which is so obscure. <laughs> and it's, they're called the prosthetics. <laughs> and meaning that their mascot is literally like prosthetic limbs for amputees, um, so crazy. <laughs> which is so bizarre <laughs> and such like such a weird choice for anything on like not even just a kid show, like any series to choose like their team logo mascot is a prosthetic limb. And then you can barely see it for a second. But as they're like scoping the field and like going across the team. The prosthetics have a mascot and he's just some kid in a baseball uniform with prosthetic limbs sewn all over him. And he's like dancing. That's perfect. It's so great. Like I didn't catch it the first time and I just read the team names on the board and I thought it said Mm -hmm. um, profits. Okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like the, or the Lazarus and like, I get it. Okay. It's like all about God. Yeah. And then on, the, on my second watch, I was like, oh, this is much funnier. Yeah. <laughs> and much weirder. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's <laughs> no, much funnier. doesn't. Because like even their school mascot, like the, the high school is like the fighting squids. So, yeah. you know, it's just it's just funny that like they, they went this, they it, it, any direction they could have went, they could have just done something simple like, oh, they're the bulldogs or something. But no, they're the prosthetics. And it's, right. oh, it's glorious. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, I like this is a good episode for Big Pete. He just wants to be a winner, a skinny yep. wiener, as Tony would say <laughs> from heavyweights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I had to. <laughs> yeah, he loves baseball and uh, he loves winning, but he learns, you know, eventually it's not the most important thing. So, yeah, I guess like I wanted to ask you about that. So, the, I guess the whole overall message of this episode is, you know, winning at all costs isn't winning, but, you know, it's being doing the right thing is winning. Um, but it's like, is it though? <laughs> I don't know. And that's, I mean, it's like, what kind of person? I guess maybe there's like two types of people. It's like, do you try to win at all costs or, you know, would you take the higher road like Big Pete does? Yeah. Yeah. I think in the scheme of things, like, little league baseball no you know but like if you live your life as someone who's like highly competitive um i think it borderlines on like narcissism and 
stuff, you know? And so I think, I think it like portrays a little well, like just how spiraling the effect can get. Cause you'll see like, yeah. as the episode goes, like everyone just gets worse and worse and they just become increasingly shittier people. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And so, yeah, I think there is a message here, like, you know, doing everything you can to be the best at something in at the expense of others is, um, you know, not, not a good way to go through life, but many people do. So. Yeah, exactly. And it's cool how like they're able to get it into a kid's show without it feeling like a tired story too. Sure. Yeah. That's like the best thing about this whole thing is this whole series is just like, yeah, like they had a, they had a moral in a lot of episodes, but you never even noticed that yes. they were trying to like pre- present you a moral, Very uh, Arnold which, I, which I just love. Yeah. And honestly, like those morals are like very adult themes that I didn't pick up when I was a kid, but rewatching this series as an adult, like, oh my gosh, like that's so, so real and so, and so big. And like, definitely like went over my head as a kid. Like I'm, I'm laughing at like this, this orange Lazarus storyline as a kid, but like <laughs> seeing, yeah. seeing how awful Naren's can be is like way funnier to me now. So Good. no, I mean, that's why I asked you that. Like the whole time I'm watching yeah. it, I'm just like, this is like what I think about my coworkers. Like some people are good people with each, like try to be kind to each other and other people will literally like cause shit just to get ahead of you. Yeah. Right. Some people like, will let's... burn down you know the world just to be queen of the ashes like, <laughs> yeah it's just how it is yeah yeah excellent excellent analogy um and then we we get to the scene just to Ooh. catch up like we're at the they, slush they money the, the slush the slush shack <laughs> which as you pointed out earlier they have all these like all the flavors of the slushies are like biblical which is great so there's like um i don't know if you caught any of them but there's like lime balvazar and grape judas and of course, Orange Lazarus. Yeah, it's just so funny to me. <laughs> Those are hilarious. I gotta <laughs> play. I have to play. This is my biggest laugh of the episode. Okay, sounds good. Slush money. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brilliant. It's such good pun writing. Like you know, there's series that I love, like Simpsons, and like Parks and Rec is really good at puns. But man, this is like, this didn't need to be in there. And like, it's so, it's it lands so well. Like right. Take, Take your hush money, give me my slu- give me my slushy, <laughs> and move on with your Just life. Pal. Like, the money oh, at him. It's so great. It's a, such a very Sabrina the Teenage Witch line, uh-huh. but like, but it like it should be Salem, you know? I mean, yeah. like, slush money, throwing <laughs> money, but it's great. Like do- it works. <laughs> yeah and they do a great job of making Naren's look intimidating like if you threw money at me and told me to do it like yeah I probably would be like okay yes right away (laughs) he's he's an intimidating figure yeah we find out that the Lazarus gives everybody brain freeze you know because they consume it too Mm -hmm. quickly and (laughs) Mr. Marin he loves the cold he lives for it he's he is the reptile you know they keep winning and winning then Teddy kind of goes like anti-vax on everybody (laughs) yeah it started when Teddy's parents made him get a precautionary flu shot just in case he caught a chill sitting on the bench during night games the tiny bit of the virus in the vaccine made Teddy a carrier Before long, half the team was infected. 
and those that remained were no murderers row. These <laughs> lines. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so like, good. He's uh Michael Morono at, at this age is just such an incredible job as a narrator for a series. Mm-hmm. Like he's it's it's insane. Um yeah, so this scene is like it's kind of important because you need to create the conflict of a losing streak so that Naren's has the desire to win even more. And thus, you know, we, we see our spiraling. Um, so this was like a, a quick, simple way of doing that. And I thought that the shots they did between everyone sharing the cup and everything worked really well. Um, but yeah, just yeah, uh, and they get a five game a losing of, streak. Mm-hmm. And then they get their secret weapon. And we get this crazy Ty Cobb reference. What the fuck is this? <laughs> that was weird. Like, okay, I have a whole tangent about that. I don't okay. know if I need to go right. on it. I had, I literally just read a book, Cobb, The Life and Times of the Meanest Man Who Ever Played Baseball. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever read that book. it's interesting he's um really colorful character like racist would not even begin violent um it's just really fascinating if you're into true crime if you're into baseball i highly suggest like picking up a book on him but you have to be careful because there is like a lot of there's a lot of like white nationalist books about how and how he was actually mm. not that controversial and just great. It's like, mm, not really. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was surprised to hear like a little reference to him here, but he played for the Tigers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the, I think what they're, they're accomplishing here and, and I assume probably in the mid nineties, most people didn't really care what Ty Cobb did for his past just because he was such a great ball player, but they had to, they had to, they had to, um, epitomize little pete as this keen of trash talk by comparing him to the greatest of all time yes and his, and his skill oh and is the... viciously tearing down people with his words right and well and this is yeah. a, a weird one too because um also the guy that works at the slushy stand oppenheimer mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> he's he's great too this is another one like one time appearance doesn't have to go as hard as he did and puts on an incredible performance i didn't have much hope but by our next game, he unveiled a secret weapon unlike any baseball had ever seen. Willie May's offensive weapon was his fence-clearing power. Ted Williams' offensive weapon was his textbook swing. But Coach Naren's new offensive weapon was the most offensive of them all. My brother Pete was the Ty Cobb of trash talk. It was Naren's most brilliant move. As long as he kept the free Lazari flowing, Pete promised he would keep his foul mouth foaming. Hey, better, 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 better. Hey, better, so wing better, you puss drunk, spurting maggot batter. <laughs> I want to watch. <laughs> oh, he's incredible. Like, Season two, he is, he is, I mean, he's great through the whole series, but man, like between like right. this and like Inspector 34, he puts on such 
amazing performances and like so believable as this intimidating force of like what does he have on me like what is he gonna do to like just destroy me (laughs) yeah he can strike fear with his words and you know coach Marin, he's happy um but big pete isn't and big pete thinks that this is destroying baseball so oh and i love their uniforms too prosthetics logo is on point (laughs) yeah Ten Lazarus is pleased. Big Pete tries to talk to Mr. Marin, but he really gets nowhere. And we get this weird speech from the coach where he says, silt. What is Nickelodeon's obsession with the word silt? Uh, Yeah, you know, Will McRobb, who is um, one of the co-creators of the series, writer, producer, whatever, um, was also um, uh, involved with Doug. Thank you. Maybe maybe there's a connection there. It has to be. Uh, but that line, the, if you can play that line, the way that Naren's delivers that line about, uh, I, you know, I molded you in my image, like, oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he, the way he delivers it's incredible. Orange Lazarus, miss. Um, sorry, we're closed. I'm sorry, Naren's. I created the Lazarus for good, not for this. It is good, Bob. Good and frosty. So make me one now. Mr. Nairns, could I talk to you? It's about the way we've been winning games. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like baseball. Yeah, is that so? Well, thanks for the update, number five, because up till now, I thought everything you knew about baseball, you learned from me. You, you were even clay. You were like, like a handful of silt. But I took that silt and I molded it into my image the image of a winner. I made you what you are, and you turned on me. Forgive him, Lazarus. Mr. Nairns? Oh my gosh. Win, baby. (laughs) Forgive them. (laughs) Yeah, talking to the Lazarus. So um, I think this is like, if if I could pick apart like any any montage or scene in the, uh, this episode maybe the series like this is some of the best work like Naren's is coming off as like this intimidating mob boss and then just delivers that incredible line it is good Bob good and frosty like <laughs> so good and then of course the whole silt molding you like and then if we really want to break this down and get really deep like he is clearly an addict like definitely he is a dig he is addicted to orange Lazarus and like as he's waiting for it like he is tapping his fingers like he cannot stand still so like this you know could be a story about addiction and how it affects people around you it's it's a it's pretty wild to think about for a kid show it is and I love that he's got knuckle tattoos (laughs) (laughs) of just when it's all like yeah <laughs> but I love when Pete's like um you know I just can't help but think you know it's not baseball and it's like it's funny because I, people have such like a idealized version of capitalism in their mind like oh, that's just you know that's bad people shouldn't do that or do this in business you know it's bad and it's like there are no rules under the umbrella of capitalism this extends to baseball as well and sports every they're all juiced up and also (laughs) cheat and 
It's like Fair. the most American thing ever uh, is baseball. <laughs> and it's also like corruption is also the most American. Yeah, thing ever. it's in a way it's very tainted and, and not as uh, not as hunky dory as you imagine it should be or could be. I just feel so, bad yeah. for Big Pete's earnest like desire to have these wholesome things <laughs> that probably never yeah. were wholesome to begin with. I feel bad for um, the actress who plays um, Ellen. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to look up her name real quick because I know it's Allison something. Um, uh, Allison Finelli. Just because like she's always like her character is always put in like so like if you go back to the special which uh, like so many people love what we did on our summer vacation. Mm-hmm. She's such like a side character and she's working a summer job. Here she is again you know at have, have you know the, the start of another season yeah on us another summer job like you know and like her the her only like um real um you know presence as a character is to uplift you know pete and support him and so you know I, and there there don't like there are episodes yes that she gets more credit and, and more like appreciation but it's just kind of like why does why does ellen always have to be the one that's like you know this and that yeah she's a cool character but we don't get a lot of time with her and i the only like strong female i really remember from this show like really leaving an impression was um nona yeah nona's awesome she's like super unique funny she's like a good she like keeps up with little pete with like her her attitude and her insults and and that kind of stuff like she's she's a fun character and so i don't know Ellen like she get like I think her role gets better throughout the series but you know it's just kind of you know I don't know and she's been there since the beginning like the very beginning like Ellen is in all the shorts she's in all the specials so I just I just wish she would have gotten her due a little more early on than yeah so yeah definitely but but she has some really strong episodes like I love her in x equals y and I like uh another one called pinned which is a sport another sports episode but ellen has like a much better oh. um defined role which is which Wait, is awesome what? i don't remember that episode either no it's like they're like wrestling so like pete's on the wrestling team oh i have to watch that okay yeah, yeah. it's one of my, it's another one of my absolute favorites so we could totally review that one too because cool. it's, it, it's like a, such an underappreciated episode like so many people just like eh, i don't really like pinned but like it's really good if you if you break it down but okay but anyways getting back yeah so <laughs> big piece <laughs> his friend bill is destroyed by words oh yeah <laughs> and for i just wrote 14 minutes winning okay let's see they must be winning like charlie sheen yeah so they, they start getting the win streak going again after their their loss and all just thanks to little pete and his his magic yeah i wrote I'm- down some of his his insults we already heard sebaceous bloody sputometer and pus drunk spurning maggot bagger <laughs> he also calls another kid a grease staining chum junkie and uh you scrape this is probably my favorite you scrape the legs of dung beetles to ice your cupcakes like, i just want to watch all the b- i want to watch all the b footage of this episode just to see all the stuff that they wrote and didn't keep i know right like yeah <laughs> yeah mr oppenheimer is prepared to destroy the machine um he's i love this like when he comes up to the stand and he's like wielding an axe at ellen (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it should be so crazy that he runs up to try to destroy the machine. <laughs> yeah, like you're hired a teenager and you're coming in with an axe. <laughs> right? I love it. Yeah. Pete had the other team so psyched out that even seemingly ordinary words were causing damage. Medulla abrongata. <laughs> I had to play that one because I just covered Fight Club <laughs> recently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like listening to that episode too. I like uh, the your guests on that one. I love how they broke it down. So uh, if we can go back just a bit. Um, That's all I was trying to right. say was that yeah. like this standalone episode of Pete and Pete is literally mm-hmm. better than that entire movie. <laughs> Oh man, that's so funny. Um, I mean, <laughs> many people will disagree with you on that one. Um, I yeah, I mean, personally, would I rather watch this episode of Pete and Pete or Fight Club? Uh, I would rather watch Pete and Pete. Right? But yeah, I mean, it's not it's not at the discredit of Fight Club. Personally, like it's I I don't I you know I I, I do like that movie, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just more of a fan of Pete and Pete, but. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny that's a good stance uh <laughs> my but, bad <laughs> um, <laughs> um but to go back a little bit before so we're at this like the scene right now we're at is like the championship game and we've reached this pinnacle of like um er, you know everything is got we're we're in the championship game and, and big pete doesn't want to win it because he wants to win fair and so he sabotages it by giving the team Lord Orange Lazarus in the in the middle of the game, so that it like kills their performance or whatever. Yeah, but, they're all gonna uh, get brain freeze. Yeah, and they're all just gonna be useless. But what I thought like this, what this episode did really well too, was a little bit before that they're celebrating a win, and they're they're all drinking Orange Lazarus, and uh, Teddy right before he gets his brain freeze and has like essentially a seizure. <laughs> um, <laughs> He, he like, he yells at um, the owner of the slush shack to like can it and like, you know, essentially what's happening is like this attitude and this way of that Naren's is teaching them is like it's bringing out the worst in people like Teddy is one of the sweetest characters in the entire series and here he is like yelling at some guy uh, you know, because yeah. <laughs> he told him not to not to drink a slushy too fast. Um, so you're just seeing like the absolute worst and, and also a point too where like big pete's like hey to little pete like hey this is this is affecting me in a way that i don't think is good and little pete's reaction is like well i'm gonna i'm gonna threaten you with with, with what i know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah so you got your brother you got your little brother turning on you you got your best friend becoming a jerk um all at the expense of just winning a, a summer league game but anyways yeah and yeah i was like really little Pete you're gonna turn on your brother like that <laughs> yeah which isn't like the only time that's happened in the series like they, no. they go on that storyline a few times but um, yeah but you just you just go- see what this addiction for Naren's does to people so yeah you're right like it's warping everybody and so, let's see so well <laughs> that's why I think it's funny that the slushy guy's name Oppenheimer yeah and he's like, I regret making it. <laughs> it's like the guy that made the atomic bomb. Oh, yeah. like, oh really? Yeah. No, that was his name? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so brilliant. I was just kind of reading up on some of these things like that. I didn't know that. So that just makes his character even better. But right. like, there's that. 
Yeah, that's incredible. Um, as I was reading some trivia on the episode for Grounded for Life and that whole episode, um, Nona has her dog that can't pee. Yeah. Um, and then like destroys the guy's lawn by peeing on it. The dog's name was Nimbus, which is a cloud known for containing yeah. heavy amounts of liquid. And I'm like, oh my God, they're so smart at everything they do in the series and they're writing. I know, it's right? Incredible. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it is. It, I never knew that about Oppenheimer. And now I have just another layer of appreciation for this series. <laughs> right? It's like you could pick no. something up every time you watch. It's not the profits. Yeah. yeah. It's the <laughs> 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 Oh my God. So yeah, hold on. So then Pete, little Pete, he does end up, you know, like using his powers for good. Am I the only one who cares about winning? Gravy boat. I love how little Pete just like knows these unsettling things about people. It's such a cool storyline, like the way he dismantles uh, Bill, his friend Bill Corn earlier with like, he like yeah, the whole thing is like he knows all this dirt on people, and then <laughs> what, what was Naren's doing with a gravy boat, an elementary backstroke, and a squeegee salesman? <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad that he has to leave town. Right. It's great, yeah. Yeah, um, and he's so he's so good like the way he delivered that line I know you're I, I always knew you were a loser like just his yeah anger, he's so good at channeling it yeah man he's he's fantastic this other team though I will say like these are ball players yeah yeah clearly <laughs> like there's a there's a reason that they had to cheat to beat these guys yeah this is, these are these are ringers for sure for real i'm like what the yeah. fuck is this is like some high school pro team against like eight-year-olds what's happening yeah. it's great oh my god and i like the other team's uniform too the lincoln's mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah all the other teams are great like there's the bacon barn and like they have a giant piece of bacon as their mascot, like all these little things that it, they didn't have to go and do, but man. Yeah, it's, it is. It's all the details. Like, even though for me, this isn't that strong of an episode, all of everything like mm-hmm. accumulated does make it a top ranking episode, I guess. Play the game the way it was meant to be played. Where the fate of two teams hangs not on the things that you say, but on the things that you do. That's exactly how I judged this episode, Big Pete. We lost the championship that day, but for some reason, I didn't feel like a failure. He's <laughs> sneaking off with the Lazarus machine. <laughs> yeah. Um, love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love this episode too, because it's just like, they built, they build up this ending to think that like, even though they're, they're not cheating now, like they still have a chance to win it. And then like instantly they're defeated. And I just love that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you know, it's not a happy ending, but it is, and 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 you know, in the in the moral side of it, like it is a happy ending. But like, yeah, they, you know, if you're a kid and you're maybe watching this, and you're like, oh, you just want them to win, and then they they don't, like, you don't have the satisfying ending that you maybe wanted. But right, yeah, yeah I, I you know. think it's so funny. They're just like immediately lose, like you said. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> man. But I relate to this 
villain like way too much way too much like I respect his grind stealing that um (laughs) Lazarus machine because I like um, clean his car (laughs) right I know yeah he he knows what he wants and he's like gonna get it and (laughs) as somebody who orders um things that they stock like at Starbucks off from eBay uh yeah like I make my like all (laughs) I order like boxes of passion tea bags like wholesale from ebay from like employees that steal it and then (laughs) and i'll just make it at home this like the passion tazo tea people will try to say like as a hack to make it at home it's disgusting it does not taste anything like it (laughs) so if you need the starbucks hookup just uh let me know dm me okay that's great good for them getting there i felt yeah when I saw him stealing the machine, I laughed pretty hard. I'm like, yes. <laughs> what a baby too. Like he just takes his, his, his things and runs. Like, <laughs> I yes. love it. I love it. He's um, awesome. He is incredible, man. I, like, I, I don't know how they would have brought him back, but I would have, uh, I would have watched a numerous episodes of him and that dynamic. Cause that he's just incredible, but it's, it's kind of cool that too. It's like, it's its own thing you know like it's just a one time we were just graced with this yeah this performance so yeah right I, this guy is really good really good yeah um the, that quote from mara eakin it says lazarus is resurrected by jesus simply because he believes in him orange lazarus by comparison lives when it should not and may just be an opiate to the masses <laughs> fucking awesome <laughs> she's brilliant like all of her all of her reviews on the av club are are so well are so thoughtful and so well are so well written and yeah so yeah i think like the next line after that was like that's probably just crazy but it's like no that's not that's awesome (laughs) that's so awesome (laughs) i love that you had the ability to put that together and and think of that so yeah she's that's great yeah yeah from, two, from from 11 11 11 at 2 p.m you guys yeah that's some magic shit if you're listening to this right now you just got like 100 years of free good vibes yeah or check what time you're listening to this and if it's 11 11 you know, oh there was some crazy could YouTube, be weird yeah, right <laughs> right it's 7 7 today actually the day we're recording so you're right that was weird weird. (laughs) um there was some funny youtube comments um oh here's one though bob oppenheimer so robert good to see he found a decent gig after the whole manhattan project thing (laughs) 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 i like that that's so great and then um there was one i thought was really funny Okay, this one made no sense. It seems the coach only wanted Orange Lazarus, which he could pay for anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, you know. Oh, God. In his mind, you have to only, like, the Orange Lazarus is only for winners. And so, like, he's created this, this barrier and this mindset that he is only worthy of his treat if he wins something like that you know you no wonder he's so messed up these people got into like a whole ass fight about religion oh nice lime baltazar grape judas or baltazar i know how to say that i watched charmed okay grape judas orange lazarus only 25 years later did i catch these are all slush all the slushies had biblical names fucking genius 
where was it? oh it must have been on reddit so oh yeah someone, <laughs> i saved it because it was funny let me see yeah someone says what's with the biblical character names i get the lazarus connection because the brain freeze but question mark question mark question mark yeah the creators were christians yeah that's right your favorite show was created by christians someone says (laughs) and then it just evolves into this argument about how like just because they made a christian reference doesn't mean like they're actually christian you can't just say that um so yeah, I was pretty deep in the dumb YouTube comments of this video, but all in all, five stars. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about this really is um the lack of arty. So for me, that, oh well, yeah, there's zero arty in this episode. I, yeah, that wasn't great. I didn't like that at all. Inter- so arty is by far your favorite character. Definitely one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to do an arty episode with you then. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I, I really do love Artie. And, um, like, to this day, his departure episode, like, makes me cry. But mm-hmm. um, my, 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 some of my favorite episodes of Pete and Pete don't have him in it, which isn't, which isn't to say that he's, like, not a great addition. But I just feel like the, the writing is more, I don't know, it's more poignant and, and well done without his character, which is kind of sad to think whoa like really? okay like i don't know i don't know what it is but like so my favorite episode of pete and pete is like in is it by far inspector 34 and mm-hmm. it's just because of how uh it's similar to this episode in the way it's built like you have this one-time character whose performance is is just stellar um and then you just have so many little things that you can catch and then when you put it all together just how much work went into it is 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 what makes me appreciate it more so yeah I could see that you know? I mean but I feel like Artie's like the heart of the show like yeah Pete's the moral compass like big Pete but he's yeah. not the heart like he doesn't yeah I don't know yeah yeah it's it's tough and Artie Artie does bring a lot and he does he does bring a lot to everyone which are, probably is arguably ever, like most people's favorite character little Pete um mm-hmm. so yeah but I would love to dissect some episodes that have Artie in it because there are there, there are definitely some really strong ones. Yeah, for sure. He's a fucking great actor. So, um, so the beginning of this episode, you were like, eh, "You're probably not gonna like what you what I have to say," but you seem a little bit turned around. What are your What are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I guess all in all, I it's not like a super fun episode. Um, mm-hmm. Not really like having fun when I watch it. And there's nothing like that memorable about it. I don't get the obsession people have with like the orange Lazarus still. I don't know why people think it's so cool (laughs) or whatever, but I I like that. Um, It's all shot on like one location, really seamless. Um, It's funny and it's got these like quirky characters uh, that I really like, but I don't, I don't know. It's kind of a boring story. Yeah, the I mean, writing inher- inherently boring. <laughs> well, like I love baseball. Don't get me really? wrong. Really, I do. I oh, love wow. baseball, but like, I am a baseball fan, so I was a little disappointed that I didn't like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's so I funny because I I despise baseball, and but for some reason, so much of my nostalgia is so is associated with baseball mm-hmm. episodes of TV, like. Or movie so like the sandlot is by far my favorite kids movie like 
this is in one of my favorite episodes of Pete and Pete. Probably my favorite Hey Arnold episode is the vacant lot. Oh yeah. So Angels you in know, the Outfield. Like, yeah, like and oh, we could go on with like Rookie of the Year and a, and a bunch of others, but like it's just funny how like I have so much nostalgia for baseball like uh movies and tv but I, I could you couldn't pay me to watch a baseball game <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather watch golf than watch baseball oh man <laughs> no way no but yeah no this, I think it's funny that um in 94 when this came out mm-hmm. the like what date did this came out on September 11th and then in on August 12th is when the baseball strike started. If you, you know, you really needed to see some baseball, you could turn on Pete and Pete. <laughs> there you go. Right? Um, what, one thing we didn't mention um, that I think is worth noting too, like if you just kind of uh, just rewatching this to prepare, just, just the appreciation for the sound and the editing of this episode. Because like this is supposed to have like a summer feel to it, right? Mm-hmm. And you can, you can hear like the sizzling of like what it sounds like on a hot summer day throughout this episode. So like the way it makes like you, by hearing that and, you know, you see the sun glaring off all these kids and like, you just, you feel like it's a hot summer day when you're watching it. And I just like, that's just such an accomplishment by these guys, like the way they pulled that off. And then just everything with the sound effects, like the, the, the way the bats hit the ball and like, the cut scenes and all that stuff. Um, I just, I just thought they did an incredible job, even like just playing with the camera lenses and stuff. So like when mm-hmm. everyone has that brain freeze and there's just that warped, you know, can, yeah. And <laughs> you just so like, you feel dizzy and you feel like lethargic and like, they just, like, they're just so good. Yeah. Like making you feel like you're there in that moment. Man, they're lucky they got this actor for the coach. For and real. Without yeah. little Pete, um, this episode does not work. Like, without yeah. him to, to make it fun it just really yeah. yeah yeah I imagine if like you're a little kid and like you're watching this and like you're just hearing Big Pete talk most of the time and like if you're trying to follow a storyline which you're maybe not paying attention to but then come saves the day of little Pete with all these outrageous insults just to yeah 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 it's like I mean most of the words like I don't even think kids can really <laughs> comprehend literally yeah or like if if this aired today like how much you know would they have censored uh what was it like yeah uh, pu- pus drunk sperming maggot bagger like would that have, <laughs> would they have just would they have allowed that one uh i don't know i don't even know if they'd allow prosthetics you know like no you know not. we're not really we weren't really considering people who are amputees like when when they created this logo but i mean Representation. So you make yeah, (laughs) so early to the game. (laughs) (laughs) It's one, yeah. That's definitely one thing Pete and Pete lacks is is representation. It is not not in this episode. (laughs) It is one white television series, but there was one. um, There was one black uh, baseball player in this episode, I think. Oh yeah, the umpire is played by a a black man. Okay, it's umpire. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like there, none of the, there's no kids of color, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a, I mean, you, you could say that about like almost any 90s TV series in the early 90s, late 80s, like. Oh, it was very much like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, but I, I mean, I think ultimately like Nickelodeon did get much, much better about its representation, you know, with like 
shows like my brother, me and Keenan and Kel, um, Shelby mm-hmm. Wu, you know, so they, they clearly made an effort to, to, to find that representation and represent all kids. And I think that's like highlighted well in the orange, the orange years, that documentary that uh, is on Hulu, because yeah, like Geraldine Laybourne, who was the president of Nickelodeon was like, we don't need to have all these kids who are like the top athlete and this and that on our, on our stuff. Like most kids don't relate to the the perfect child. Like we should have all kinds of kids on there and like all, all you know, like that was important to them. And so, you know, unfortunately I think maybe Pete and Pete was a little too early for that um, sort of um, mind, you know, to be on that train and, you know, yeah, and not to, not to discredit Pete and Pete by any means, but yeah, it's just like, it's a, it's inherently like this all white series. Um, but, it, you know, they do a good job of having some female lead characters um, and some good storylines for them. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And like, it's hard to see the lack of representation when that like you have never had a lack of representation yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. Like it's, not something I might have noticed growing up at that age and that time um but it's like it's really you know it's really great being like today and watching modern media it's just to see how much more representation there was so you know I found out I was I discovered I was trans like well into my 20s and you know maybe if I was watching media today with like trans characters and um storylines maybe I would have found myself earlier you know so it's like that shit matters yeah important it definitely matters. Um, yeah, and it just shows how much like progress we still have to make. To... Yeah, and like it mm-hmm. is how important it is for people to like see be represented and see themselves. And that it, yeah, it is weird to like kind of look back at all this shit and realize like how racist and misogynistic and and gross it all was. But anyway, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> just cut all that um out. yeah but yeah but you know beat and beat um but anyways you know it's a pretty solid uh, episode i think i said that for yeah. my favorite episode on big orange couch i said johnny you and the universe yeah space what's it called space geeks yeah so, uh, space geeks and johnny Unitas. yeah 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 it's a that. cool episode yeah i'd love to do that one too sometime like there's a lot of a lot of personal connections on that one for me and uh it's always cool it's always good to like see some of those early episodes of pete and pete because it's like you 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 just can like kind of slightly pick apart like all the like building blocks for what the series was going to be you know like all those early all those early specials and and shorts and stuff like you you see like this is what they were going for and they freaking did it and they did such a great job yeah so i don't remember the pins episode you're talking about um Oh, the oh, pinned. It's like a re- he's like a pinned. Okay. Yeah, it's a season three one. He's like a like the whole premise is, is like Big Pete's um, trying to make the varsity wrestling team. It's it's really funny and and like what I was getting at with like Ellen's character in this one, like she doesn't have a, a great role. Like in pinned, she wants to she wants to be a wrestling coach. Like she wants to coach them because like her uh, uncle was like a, a world famous uh, wrestler. But the wrestling coach says, because you're a girl, you can't do that. And so then she joins the cheerleading squad and starts coaching from the, the sideline as a as a cheerleader. And it's so <laughs> and like and helps Pete like win the match, you know, like it's so cool. Yeah, All right. so well, we'll definitely I- hop on for another um Wonder Years or Pete and Pete yeah. sometime in the near future. I kind of like the idea of like alternating them because they have they have similes in a way, like mm-hmm. you know, but 
like I feel like one the Pete and Pete's like the if the Wonder Years just like just went berserk, you know. And so it'd be kind of kind of fun. Yeah, definitely. I can see the similarities for sure. It's like the the weird avant garde like version of <laughs> yeah. Fred Savage is like parallel life universe over here. (laughs) Freaking awesome. So yeah, if people want to find your podcast, which I frequently go on to review random movies with you, where can they find it? Yeah, um, you'll have to check us out. We're called Notable Nostalgia. Um, Got a good presence on Facebook and Instagram. Um, So if you just search Notable Nostalgia, any of those, you can find us there. Uh, We're on Apple, Spotify, uh, anchor most podcast platforms and uh yeah cast has been on for a couple movies looking to do a third here soon can't you know really excited we are taking a short break we just wrapped up pride month episodes so we talked about like specific episodes and movies and storylines of that were um in the 90s that centered around lgbtq people and uh but we're taking a little break and when we come back we got a great announcement because we're launching a new project that should be freaking awesome Yes, very excited about that. Oh, which... and then I have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, was, I can't. I can't say any more because I know too much. <laughs> so I have to stop. Saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm very excited yeah. about that. Though. I think it's going to be really freaking cool. Yeah, oh, we're like ecstatic for it. Um, and I don't. And then know- if you're. I was gonna, sorry. I was just gonna say if I cut this out for from earlier. Um, mm-hmm. And I I do have a Pride episode too. If anybody wants to go back and listen, me and Jeff from Notable Nostalgia covered uh, Dawson's Creek, the episode True Love, where um, Jack gets his first kiss with another man, and Pacey and, or Joe, sorry, Joey finally chooses between Dawson and Pacey. Um, and so that was a fun episode to cover. So you can go back and listen to that for Pride Month if you want to. We covered it. Yeah, it was a really fun episode. I really enjoyed listening to that one. I was going to say, if you're a Pete and Pete fan, which I hope you are listening to this one, um, I do run an Instagram account uh, at Krebstar underscore industries. Krebstar being the fake company that makes all the products in the Pete and Pete universe. And um, what I do is I do some fan art and I make fake ads like you were if you were reading a Krebstar magazine. Uh, featuring all of its products and then I have a little shop that um, where I have all kinds of Pete and Pete stickers shirts uh, including orange Lazarus and prosthetics gear so if you need some some feel the Pete uh, stuff for you to rock I got that's it that's amazing yeah and if you're not on Instagram just go to bigdoorprize.com and uh, there you'll find our shop that's perfect I love yeah. that. The process. <laughs> My God. There is a there's a Polaris song in this episode too, I believe. Yeah, the very end. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. I'm not sure the name of it, but I recognize uh, Yeah, it's called As Usual. As usual. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Which that's exciting. Yeah. And I'm gonna come out there and see Polaris yes. and visit yes. you. I'm excited. Yeah. We'll have to definitely plan a crossover episode or two since you're making the effort to come out and see us. That's amazing. That's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Man, I know. I'm going to have to buy some merch, honestly, from your store to like, I'm going to geek out <laughs> for this concert. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I got to, I definitely got to wear some Pete and Pete stuff and just meet our people or meet my people. I don't know. I'm excited to to meet some folks. There's actually some folks on like the Grubstar camp that are in, you know, in Portland where I'm at and are going to the show. So I'm like excited to meet some more fans that love our, love this stuff. 
and uh yeah get to see freaking Polaris like I'm so stoked I know right well and that's the thing too Mm -hmm. with big door prizes is like you can it's so hard to buy something for somebody our age like in their 30s for Christmas (laughs) or whatever like pretty much unless they need it you know what I mean it's hard to like get something like what what are you gonna buy them the dvd you can't buy the dvd of this show it's like 80 dollars on ebay if you want it (laughs) right it's like yeah and you can't get season three it's such a perfect niche item like or um genre that like if somebody got me something from big door prizes I would fucking lose it like it doesn't matter what it is a shirt (laughs) whatever like just just picture yourself like giving your cousin you only see once a year like a really cool pete and pete sticker for his car like yes yeah you know what i mean like that's so cool yeah yeah (laughs) it's been it's been fun me uh making all the stuff and putting it out there and and seeing folks get some you know hanging hang posters on their wall or stickers on their laptop or whatever so i appreciate that and Hopefully there's something there you want. And I'm trying to always put out more and more little, little neat stuff from the series. So. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. And like, I think the problem is going to be whenever I end up ordering stuff, what happens with Brett's stuff that I, the stickers, like I'll buy like an insane amount of stickers and I'm like, I'm going to give these away to people and everything. (laughs) And then so I'll have like five, like of the same one. And I'll like reason myself into why I can't get rid of them. Cause I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> I and you don't want to put them on anything. Cause you don't want to ruin them. Cause they're so right? well done. It's like, it's yeah. Zeebo. I can't get rid of Zeebo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like trading cards at that point. You're just like, Nope, it's just going to be here. Nice and neat. Right. Like these things yeah. are badass. <laughs> like out in the wild. These are, this is currency. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got yeah. Zebo on my uh, on my water bottle. Oh yeah, see there we go. I couldn't resist. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got Vank and Sardo on the back of my computer on my nice. laptop. <laughs> what um, what movie are we doing next for your podcast? I think we've talked about the craft, right? The craft. Like, we okay. Just need to, we just need to finally make it happen. All so. right, cool. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, I feel like there was something else I was going to tell you, but I forgot. I don't know. Are you in right? Any recommendations or? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. That's great. It's just like that. Um, (laughs) Really, really be like that. It really does be like that. Oh, that's what I was gonna do. Was like shamelessly plug my Twilight podcast. Yeah. Um, When's it coming out? I don't know. We haven't finished. Okay. Okay. My co-host, my co-star, I should say, Ryan. Yeah. He's off filming a movie right now. So we're only like two episodes in and when he returns, we're going to finish the other three episodes and then go ahead and release the series in full. Um, And then depending on how it does, we might like consider doing the books too. And so it's called a Twilight Babies podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me want to watch like an animated series called like Muppet Babies, but Twilight Babies. Exactly. And they're just like... (laughs) we love babies <laughs> just like they do on twilight yeah <laughs> it's creepy <laughs> it's so really great. creepy but yeah um what, what was my suggestion oh yeah the producer director of this episode also had a hand in a show well like a ton of shows 
but um mm-hmm. the neighbors was one of them and so i picked that because if you haven't seen the neighbors it was a show on abc and from 2012 to 2014 um so you could have missed it you know it was on and off but it was really good i thought it was really okay nice. it's fun it's about like the neighbors being aliens and so yeah i think that it's the oh. let me just double check i think it's the director of this yeah it's gonna be chris coke yeah, he, he's oh, yeah. done everything, like Modern Family, Scrubs, everything. But, oh, geez, yeah. But that's one of his I've seen that I actually liked. Nice. Yeah, I was looking up the writer, um, and he he's done a bunch of kids stuff, too, like uh, Work on Kablam. Oh, interesting. Rugrats, and yeah, his name's Robert Mittenthal, the writer of Kill the Pete. Interesting, okay. Damn, this, yeah. guy, this guy literally has worked on everything, the director. Yeah, yeah. Workaholic. It's always cool to see, it's always cool to see, like, you know, people who were involved in stuff you loved as a kid, like, 30 years ago are now doing, like, you know, like, big time stuff. That's just, it's, it's, it's kind of cool, just rooting for him. Yeah, boss. right? <laughs> What's your recommendation for the week? Uh... I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be mad at myself if I if I recommended this before, but in case I haven't, and just because it's relevant, um, I don't know when this will be released, but it'll probably be out by the time it's uh, released. But coming up this month in July is the set release of season two of Ted Lasso, which is uh, you have to have Apple TV to watch it. So if you have an iPhone, you probably get like one free month or something of Apple TV. Just it's only like binge. four bucks a month too. Sure. Go, yeah. go binge Ted Lasso. It's got, it stars Jason Sudeikis, who's from SNL. Um, and he's Ooh. this Southern, uh, like a Southern American football coach. And he accepts a job as a soccer coach in England. And it's just like the very fish out of water um, comedy, but like, it's so it is so well written and it is so wholesome. And like, I, I thought I was going to be really dumb. I really did. Like, I just, I watched it during the pandemic and thinking like, this is probably dumb, but I like his work. And I've now watched the first season like three times already. And I'm like, so excited for season two. And it's just, Damn. it's, in, it's incredible. I was blown away by how well done it was written. It's also written by British people who, the British just make the best television. I hate to admit it, but you know, they just it's called Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to watch it. I do have Apple TV. I was watching um, yeah. the morning show. Okay. I gotcha. came like very quickly obsessed with that show. Um, Cause All Jeff, right. Jeff was like, watch it and tell me if it's good. And I watched okay. like, I literally started <laughs> watching it and just like binge watched it all the way through. Like, it's so good. It, okay. couldn't, it can't not be good. It's got, it's Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, and Steve Carell. Right. Like, yeah. That's all. Kind they don't even need house. to talk. They could just yeah. <laughs> sit around. I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah, this looks really good. Yeah, it's really cute. It's really fun. Oh, hell yeah. It's, it's worth your time. Yes, I'm always looking for something new that I can get into. It's hard for me to get into stuff. So especially when I know that there's like a series or a season finale coming up, I'm like, okay, cool. This is the perfect time Yeah. to binge this. But thanks for joining me, Ali. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you next time for our follow-up episode of Wonder Years where we do yes. um, when they go out to dinner with Matthew Perry. Or, yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's his name? No. 
David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. Yeah. Oh, That's Matthew it. Perry yeah. would be so much better though. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yes. Yeah. But thanks for having me. I have, I have blasts as always. So. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. See you blowholes. <laughs> Coming round, can you run away or disappear? It's coming round, do you run away or disappear? Try climbing up those frozen stairs. I'm standing here and no.
Disappear.